it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of the but, Battle Media, the Above the Ring operation. It is Scott. Scott, how are we doing this Saturday morning? Uh, Sam, there's so much happening this weekend. <clears throat> oh, my God. We got Against All Odds on Saturday, NXT in your house Sunday. Not to mention, kick things off with SmackDown last night. And, oh, my God. It's going to be a great weekend of wrestling. Yes, it will be. And just just so everyone knows, against all odds, by the time this drops, will have happened. So we will be discussing the results of that on our next episode of Above the Ring. And as Scott mentioned, do not forget to listen to his Raw Review and SmackDown Study. Both awesome shows that give you recaps, especially if you do not watch the product, like myself. We lock Scott in a room for three hours on Mondays, two hours on Fridays. He tweets. He tells you the good. Most of the bad on Mondays. And you just hear it from the man himself. But you're right. We got a lot going on. We do have NXT TakeOver in your house, too, tonight. This is exciting. I love them bringing these little things back, like Halloween Havoc and In Your House. Yeah. Um, but, you know, due to due to my scheduling, I, we will not be going through a full go-home show. We will go through the matches quickly. We will go through our picks. And then next week, we will go through this a little more in detail. But... We gotta hop right into the news. We have so much information for you guys. First and foremost, we have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion mm. on the seventh. Uh, Dominion in Osaka, Joe Hall, uh, Shingo Takage defeated the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, this match lasted around thirty-six minutes. I've yet to watch it, but you know what? In my busy, busy weekend, I'm definitely gonna have to watch that because around the same time frame. Keep in mind, guys. All week I've been seeing it. It's been the three-year anniversary since Kenny Omega won the belt in that incredible Iron Man bout. Well, it was like, what was it, two out of three falls, I think? I believe so. It was insane. It was, oh my, classic. These IWGP heavyweight title matches are legendary. Like, I know <clears throat> AEW, WWE, some of these other, all these other companies, there's something about... The IWGP title that when they have a match, you're fighting to be... It's To explain it in somebody who grew up playing Pokemon, it's really like beating the Elite Four and then your rival at the end. It really has that kind of feel to it. So 
Shigeru Takage, and I think I said this to you before, I watched him wrestle, I think, Jeff Cobb at Wrestle Kingdom this past year. I cannot wait to see what this man's going to do. Yeah, from what I've what I've read, he's been the hottest wrestler in 20, uh, 2021 in, in New Japan and, and arguably the world. So it's uh, when I saw that that result, I was like, well, this is obviously the best way for them to go right now. I mean, obviously, Okada is Okada. <laughs> you can't take away from Okada. But if, you know, the iron's, the iron's hot, you, you strike with it, you go. So I, I'm I'm happy for him, and I, I'm interested to see what's going to go, you know, from the hair. The funny part of it is, I love that Will Ospreay immediately thrown shade. Oh, immediately, yeah. <laughs> Calling him uh, interim champion, all this other nonsense, and I'm just like, ah, this could be a great match once once he comes back. It will be incredible. But like on top of that, this is it's been like a spring. I just imagine with, you know, COVID, you know, in a lot of states, COVID, the COVID regulations are starting to get cut down, all these big announcements, all this, all this shit going on. It's just like it's just, you know, when you walk first day of spring, you walk out of your house, the flowers are coming up, it's nice and sunny out, it's comfortable out, it's no longer cold, no snow. <sighs> There's a lot. We just had NWA's recent pay-per-view. I think it was called uh I have the name of it when our shadows fall i have not watched it yet um i have no no less expectations than the other products they've put out because nwa just classic classic historic feeling uh wrestling environment but there was big announcement big big draw um at this pay-per-view or i believe it was either the pay-per-view or it was at the tapings at power mickey james debuted on the NWA, saying she's going to be producing the NWA's first all-women's pay-per-view the night before the 73rd anniversary show of the NWA. I cannot wait for this. It makes sense, especially because her husband is, you know... The real world's champion, so yeah. (laughs) You know, carrying around Charlotte and Mickey James would be quite the... Why not? And they have other gold, too. You know, his insurance policy there, Camille. That's true. Serena Deeb has the title. Um, I wonder if this is their way of starting to transition everything back to normal on the NWA side. Because uh, so, yeah. Serena Deeb obviously was contracted to AEW prior to having that belt. Most of the talent that they've picked up or talent that has left, obviously we haven't really seen Thunder Rosa since NWA's kind of been back. Well, I mean, there was a stipulation, I believe, that Camille uh, put on that match that she had with Thunder Rosa, that if Thunder lost, which she did, she would no longer be allowed on any other wrestling pay-per-view, uh, wrestling company until her contract expired. So that would make sense why she hasn't shown up. Ooh. Ooh, so maybe at some point she'll come back. Oh, man. Let me tell you, Thunder Rosa, one of the best, if not the best woman's wrestler that's not signed to a major promotion the fact that she came in hot Mm. and it was crazy because she was up and coming when we you and i started watching nwa she's up and coming and then she became champion i'm like okay i I like the feel of thunder rosa you know she's with melina and all this other stuff was going on then she came in and she just went from boom main event status yeah the unsanctioned match that her in Britt Baker, one of the best matches probably AEW's ever had. Not just yeah. female, one of the best but... best female matches, I think, would say in history. One of the best, definitely. 
Hands down. It was incredible. But uh, I hope she comes back soon. But Mickey James uh, will be producing the pay-per-view. She will not be wrestling in the pay-per-view. Um, and I think we're looking at August 28th. So, in St. Louis. So, they will be traveling for the show. Yes. I know everybody's starting to travel again. I know with AEW, what, July 7th, I believe, is their first date. Uh, WWE starting, I think, on the 16th. So, Sam, we have literally less than one month before wrestling is live once again for the fans. (sighs) Full time. Not just like a special event. This is... So, yeah, it's this this so so much. Especially another big thing that happened, um, GCW. You know, you and I, we kind of try to touch on everything we can. You know, get our hands on all the yep. big news. Um, Nick Gage, um, I believe, who's their world champion right? GCW's world champion right now was attacked by a mystery figure earlier this week. Yep. Um, most people, I believe, thought it was John Moxley. Which would have been awesome, but instead, we got Matt Cardona. What a swerve. What a swerve. Uh, I remember watching that video for the first time, and I'm just like, I see the movement that he's doing. I'm like, oh, it's Mox. He's going to attack him again. And then when he pulls off the mask, even I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Crowd just went insane. And just, oh, man. He's getting heat for it, too. Oh, it's so good. It, that's 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 how you ooh that's how you get people that's yep. if, if I'm not flustered or frustrated or just like like that's what I like that that's a good product yeah and Matt Cardona is going to the I mean I think his run with Impact's kind of done at this point I don't think he's wrestling against all odds he's 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 injured with Impact but yeah now obviously he's going to GCW and fighting Nick Gage and that's probably not going to end well for him but you know. <laughs> So, do you think he eventually makes his way to maybe New Japan or NWA? He's really, like, floating through everything right now. I mean, everything's possible. He's kind of taking that EC3 route, and he's just kind of going, hitting everybody. So, who knows? He he might, um, after this, he might go to, you know, Ring of Honor. I would probably assume would be a nice spot for a little bit. And, yeah, maybe he'll make his way over to New Japan and... Maybe I'll end up eventually coming back to uh, WWE as this, like, I don't know, mega power. Who knows? <laughs> it's wrestling. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I need to get, I need to get on the GCW train. It's a lot going on there. Um, I keep saying it. I need to start watching MLW, especially with them bringing on the Aztec uh, Underground. There's so much, Scott. There's so much, Scott. I know. Uh, I know. So, speaking of which, like I said, we will be covering Against All Odds next week. Uh, by the time of this recording, it has not happened yet. By the time it drops, it will have happened. We'll touch a little bit on this, and we actually hop into the Impact conversation. But before we do that, Scott, let's go through our week. Let's talk about NXT. Good old NXT. Man, I'm telling you, with... Takeover in your house coming on Sunday. They really delivered a beautiful home go home show this past week. Um, we start off with Oni Lorcan and Austin Theory having a fantastic match. Um, 
only getting the dub there, but you had issues with Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano fighting, and it's just, that was a hot way to start off the show. We then move on to Legato del Fantasma, um, challenging, essentially, Bronson Reed and trying to attack him, but MSK comes down, makes the rescue, so then we have a little three-on-three. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, maybe they'll add this match to the pay-per-view. Well, not only did they do that, they decided to make this a winner-take-all match. Now, if Legato wins, Santos becomes North American champion, and um, (laughs) the other boys, uh, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza, become tag champs. And obviously, if MSK and Bronson wins, they they retain their titles. But... I can see some shenanigans happening in this match, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. We then moved on to Swerve Scott and Hero. Oh, God, I love that faction so goddamn much. <laughs> Taking on Killian Dane. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they had some issues uh, in the parking lot where uh, Hit Row was essentially just poking fun at Drake, and Killian just came out of nowhere to defend his buddy. And Swerve said, fine, you want to be on the hit list? That's, that's all right, let's go. Swerve coming out. Of course, Hit Row getting involved, especially Top Dollar. I think, I think Top Dollar is going to be that, that uh, workhorse, that, that underdog, that, not underdog, but that workhorse that's really going to come in and really shine uh, throughout that group later on as he continues to develop. So Swerve getting the win there. We had uh, essentially a squash a squash match for our next match. Um, Mercedes Martinez taking on and defeating Amari Miller. However, Zia Lee before the match attacked Mercedes Martinez, leading into their title match coming up at Takeover. Uh, but Mercedes says, "I don't give a shit." Still destroys her opponent, and we shift over from that now. This next segment, I have to say, is probably gave me the most goosebumps I've had in quite a long time. It was the Million Dollar Man coming out making his announcement, his million dollar announcement for the pay-per-view match between L.A. Knight, Cameron Grimes. So not only are these boys now just going to have themselves a regular match, it's now going to be a ladder match. And, and you know what happens with ladder matches, Sam. There has to be something you've got to reach for. And ladies Everyone and gentlemen, price. <laughs> it's always a price. Ladies and gentlemen, it is happening. The million-dollar title is coming back. The winner of this match will be the new million-dollar champion. I about lost my damn mind when I saw that talking about oh it's oh my god and I love the reaction of both Cameron and LA Knight when that happened like it's oh my god I know like this is like a a, well I I really can't call it a non-title contest anymore but it's just this is one of those things where you have a good feud that's not rotating around a major title whether the Millie Dollar Championship actually turns into a sanctioned title or if this is going to be like an FTW thing with AEW, who knows? All I know is that I'm so happy to see this title belt back. I'm happy that it's going to be a ladder match to figure out who's going to win. And honestly, 
like we talked about with a lot of other matches, um, a lot of other big matches, I'm not going to be mad with whoever wins this at all. This might be, and I know there's a lot of great matches on here, but this one low-key might be the one I'm looking at the most. Yeah. Just, it's just, there's some, even, even I'm looking at the card right now, I'm looking at the, the, the promo card for this, and it just has like, obviously we talk about the new generation as like a dark period, almost in WWE's uh, history between, you know, the old guard and then the Attitude Era, right. but this is one of those things that makes you go back and go, well, yeah, this is when the new, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is the shit. Yep. Like, this is very retro feeling. Like, and Cody said when he brought the original IC title back, you know, in order to look to the future, you need to look to the past. And I think that's what this exactly does. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, yeah. I'm excited to see what, especially, like, after this match, like, what happens going going forward. Like, is Million Dollar, Million Dollar Man going to be there all the time? Is he going to be, like, the whoever wins their new manager? Is he gonna, you know, go back to his old ways? Who knows? That's just a whole lot of a lot of variables to see what happens next. Um, but moving on from that, we had a uh, a good tag team match between uh, Grizzled Young Veterans and uh, August Gray, and I'm gonna butcher this name, and I feel terrible for it. I think it's Akimen Jiro. Yeah, our hero Jiro. I know that August and um, Aikman have been on oh, Aikman. My God, see, I'm already doing it. <laughs> I know that they've been really good together on 205 Live, so it's nice to see them on actual television. Um, they looked pretty good, but obviously, Grizzled Young Veterans going to do going to do what they got to do. We also had a nice little moment during this match where. Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Toothless Timmy himself come down to the ring, bring those steel chairs, and uh, GYV thought they were going to attack, but now they're just going to sit back and they're just going to watch. They then challenge them to a tornado tag match, which will happen on next week's NXT. I'm a little sad it's not going to be on the pay-per-view, but hey, you got to start promoting for your show next week too, so hey, that works. <laughs> we then had probably another fun, one of my favorite segments of the show. Um, there's been nonstop issues um, with Poppy and Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Well, Poppy came to the show tonight. Uh, she dropped her, her new album Tuesday night. And, of course, Triple H and, and William Regal doing their... The dandest to not be ridiculous, but obviously they were anyways. Um, <laughs> in another segment, Poppy was there speaking again with Triple H and Regal, and then Dexter Loomis walks up. Of course, Dexter doesn't speak. All he does is he just reveals a photo of Poppy. Poppy's all excited, gives him a hug. And then, of course, since Indy's been searching for Dexter for, I don't know, weeks now, Indy just happens to show up, sees them hugging, she freaks out, runs away, and then we get the greatest meme of all time with Triple H <laughs> making the dumbest face I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's just... Uh, Dexter's eyes, of course, are bugging out of his head now because he's like, oh no. 
So, I don't uh, think there has yeah. been. I, I I don't even think Otis and Mandy has this much hype. Had this much hype. Like nah, this is this yeah. is the greatest relationship storyline I've ever seen. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but you know, it's funny because I went on. Obviously, the internet's going to have its its opinions about this whole thing. A lot of them is like feeling bad for Indy, but the majority of them, and and I would agree with the majority on this side. It's like, well, you're the one that called him a loser. You broke his heart, so you shouldn't get mad when he decides to move on. Yeah, it is what it is. But, of course, that storyline will continue, and I'm sure that we'll get some type of payoff at some point, and it's going to be amazing. But moving to the, the, the situation at hand, Candace comes out to the ring, essentially calls out Poppy, and Poppy comes out to the stage and goes, well, I don't wrestle, but I know somebody that does. And then we hear that familiar music, Io Shirai, has returned, hits the ring, takes out Candice, and it's just like, oh, I'm so happy EO's back. I loved, because I, I did watch that clip, and I'm like, what, you know, what's Poppy doing? And then, like, obviously the lights go, and you hear the bass, you know, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. And I was like, another ah! one of those chills down the spine, like, let's yep. go. Yep. It's good stuff. Uh, we then had our last match of the evening, Ember Mood and Dakota Kai. Um, Dakota having, uh, I'm sorry, Ember having her title shot against Raquel this Sunday obviously had to go through Dakota beforehand, but the match ends in the, in the DQ because Raquel decides, you know, she wants to get involved and starts beating up on Ember. So this is a cla that classic champ's kind of afraid of her opponent, so let's get involved and try to beat her down as often as possible before the match comes Sunday. So I think this one also could be a low-key, really good match. So but we'll again, see. What do I say, Scott, every takeover? How do we top the last one? That's true. And, of course, they're always going to find their way to do it. This this last main event segment was probably some of the best hype I've seen in a long time. Like, I was already excited for TakeOver, but after this last bit of business, it just it took it to that next level. Cross was in the ring, essentially calling everybody out. I believe William Regal was in there, too. And Regal had that don't mess with me face on and Cross didn't care. Everybody else starts making their way out. And then a brawl breaks out between the four of them. And then who decides to show up at the last minute? But Adam Cole, Bebe, takes out Cross after Cross eliminates everybody else. And Adam Cole stands tall with that NXT title. I was very excited and then became very sad because we all know that wrestling algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Last person to stand tall is not going to win. So, yeah. Um, I have my thoughts on that NXT TakeOver, but we'll, we'll cover that at the end. But like I said, fantastic show. Great lead up into the pay-per-view come Sunday. 
So after that, I believe it's now time to swap and change over to the Impact Zone. Yes, it is. But it was, you know, talk about NXT. There was a little bit of news we did forget to mention. Yes. Or rumors. We're going we're gonna to address a rumor quickly. I don't know. Because, again, you know, the world is filled with rumors and we have no answers. I've seen things as much as WWE has released major talent so they can rework their contracts. Yep. I've heard that, so it would be beneficial for WWE. If that was the case, maybe they're not going to show. However, one rumor has it is that even though Samoa Joe has been released, he may be coming back to NXT. Honestly... I think he should never have left. <laughs> I mean, they used him properly. He was their first ever, I believe, their first ever two-time uh, NXT champion. And um, they just, they they hit all the right buttons with him there. And I'm sorry, Samoa Joe versus Karrion Kross? Um, Prince money? Right? So, um, yeah. Now... I'm not going to lie, Sam, even though you're not going to be able to watch the show on Sunday, if Joe shows up on Sunday night after that main event, you're going to hear me losing my absolute shit all the way down to Rhode Island from Vermont. You will. I'm telling you right now. I might even call you and just just scream in the phone. (laughs) Cool. I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) It'll be the normal Scott and Sam, you know. Sam! Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! As soon as you can. Oh my god! Sleep oh my god! Optional. <laughs> but <clears throat> that being said, yeah, talking about impact, it was the go home show for against all odds. Um, kicking it off, we had our impact and AEW summit. This was a good little uh little bit. Some interesting information here. Sammy Callahan will not be joining the match for against all odds. However, Sammy Callahan will be the number one contender at Slammiversary. And I think at this point, I don't have to give you, uh, you know, at some point the Impact title is going to have to go back to uh, Impact Talent. But I want Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega. Yeah. I want it bad. But not only did we get that, because Sammy Callahan is so dangerous, the main event's going to happen at Daly's Place, which was a swerve. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I'm wondering if they're taping an episode of Dark or Dark Elevation that night. Maybe. And it might just be like a special show. Or the match has already been taped. So, who knows? It could be that as well. Um, It would be cool if it was like the whole lead-up, lead-up, and then the main event, they're in front of a live crowd. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense, actually, because they wouldn't... They wouldn't have already taped it because you know somebody would have leaked it by now. You have mm-hmm. over 5,000 fans. Somebody's going to be that asshole, and they're going to leak the match. It just, But I haven't seen it, so clearly, thankfully, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I think my thing is here is, yeah, you're going to do a Daily's Place, and we're so used to Daily's Place being full of people and full of life, so we're going to switch to another empty arena. I, I think it would be like... Well, that would be deflating as hell. It would be a little deflating. So I hope... Oh, AEW. I didn't even think of that. I hope not. Oh, well, that's yeah. why I'm hoping AEW, hopefully they're doing like a taping tonight or they're doing something tonight yeah. to at least, hey, we're going to actually do this live. Yeah, so, I mean, if that's if that's live, then that's great because I know, I know uh, Against LR start, starts at 8 p.m. and 
probably that'll be around close to 10 when that would go live. So that makes sense. So after that first match of the night, Havoc taking on Rosemary. Rosemary winning with Havoc no longer joining the knockout title match at Against All Odds, but they did get jumped by the Virtuosa, as well as uh, Kimberly and Susan. Um, but uh, almost immediately, uh, who the hell? I'm, I'm blanking on who came out after that. It might have been Tasha Steele and Ty Valkyrie, Fire and Flava. So Ki- Ty Valkyrie, I'll be great with it. <laughs> no. Tasha Steele and Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa. This was the, yeah, this was, this was the, this was the clusterfuck that I was talking about earlier. Um, (laughs) where it pretty much, it went right into the match during commercial. Yeah. Where, uh, Tasha Steele was like, I want Kimberly out here now. Went to commercial, came back and they were wrestling. Uh, Steele defeated Lee. Cause I believe they are wrestling for the. Yep. Knockouts tag team. The knockouts tag. Yep. Following that, you know, another beat down, and then Havoc and Rosemary come back out. And it looks like Havoc and Rosemary might uh, be looking for some tag gold themselves in the future. Yes. At this point. I just want, I mean, it just, it fits to have Havoc join Decay. It really does. Like, it's, I just want more options to hear the Decay theme song. I'm just going to tell you I know. straight out. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Between that and the Moose theme. Actually, yes. and Sammy Callahan. I love when Sammy comes out. Yeah, Sammy's good, too. So, following that, we had another tag match. It was Rahit Raju, Chris Bay taking on Trey Miguel and Petey Williams. A prelude into the number one contenders match for the Impact X Division title. I can't tell you. I think this might be... The X Division probably has become one of my favorite mid-cards in all of professional wrestling, there is nothing these guys can do that's wrong. Um, I'm so glad that you said that because back in the heyday, the X division was the division. You know, they they liked it too. How the cruiserweight division was in WCW is like, yeah, people came to see the big names, but you stayed for that that action. And I'm glad that the X division has has brought themselves back to that. I would say former glory. Um, yeah, it, that that fatal five way f- to become number one contender for Josh Alexander's X Division title is gonna be, I would probably say, other than Moose and Kenny, probably the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing again, it goes back to the knockouts, um, or something like the women's division in NXT, or even AEW's tag tag team uh, division. Almost everybody. But I would say Impact does it best with the X Division and the Women's Division. There's, like, no jobber status. Everyone is here. You're yeah, looking at top contenders. Anybody can win. Right. It's not like even when you watch, you know, there are tag teams in AEW. They're like, okay, these guys get squashed. Right. Or the Women's Division, we're like, okay, Raquel is going to squash this person. Now, I don't think I've seen a women's match in the time I've watched Impact – or an X Division match where I'm like, yeah, this is a squash match. It's always yeah. a battle for life. Squash matches in general nowadays, I would say, other than WWE, really don't happen all that much. Hmm? So I know there was there was one in in AEW this week, and obviously the one I talked about in NXT, but doesn't doesn't happen all that often anymore. 
No, no. I mean, there is there is its purpose. Um, obviously, to put a big talent like like we had the Lance Archer one this week. Right. Um, helps put him over, give him a little more status, gets him that W. But I think also from the other talents' perspective, it gives them that exposure out it, in front exactly. of a crowd. It teaches them or helps them learn to take bumps because that's a big thing. They, you know, you got to learn how to fall correctly. If you don't fall correctly, you might end up like you know Will Osprey. You might end up if you guys haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring this week, Dynamite Kid, who put himself through hell and whatnot. We still have to talk about that sometime down the road. Scott and I got to work that one out. Yep. Um, following that, we had Joe Doran taking on Eddie Edwards with Eddie Edwards defeating Doran by disqualification. Um, once that happened, uh, the rest of Vampire Design went in there, started kicking the shit out of him. Then we got Kojima coming chasing Joe Doring out. That's a I'm, match that's... I'm very interested to see how that match goes. Mm-hmm. I I just especially with Joe Doring, I know all Japan there's I've watched some all Japan matches and you know how I talk about how they treat it like a New Japan treat wrestling like a sport? It's yeah. still a spectacle. Even to this day, all Japan, it feels straight up like a sport. Like there's not okay. as much of a spectacle, you know. Um even pro wrestling Noah has that spectacle, that big deal, kind of big feel at times. Almost like a imagine Ring of Honor but elevated. But all Japan's almost like strictly business. So, with that, and then Kojima, I mean, he's a legend. He's a right. New Japan legend. Uh, again, there was something that when I was growing up, when I would read all those biographies, you know, Mick Foley, Stone Cold, Ric Flair's, when you wanted to learn how to wrestle, you went to Japan. Right. You put your work in Japan. And those that's always been the way I've, like, rated people. Where I've just been like, have they been to Japan? Or even England. I mean, England's another one where they're all hard-hitting. It's almost like they're actually fighting. I think they're actually fighting most of the time. Yeah. You know, getting out of the, you know, the bars and whatnot. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stereotypical there, Sam. <laughs> what am I talking about? We're from, we're, from Bo- we're from the Boston area. You know, Bruins <laughs> lose and we're going to burn down the opponent's city. <sighs> I will talk about Sam. I will talk yeah, it was a bigger travesty than the death match at the beginning of the year. Uh, that being said, um, the main event, W. Morrissey taking on Willie Mack in a no-DQ match. This was a lot of fun. These two kicked the shit out of each other. One of the stipulations being Willie Mack told Rich Swan to stay home, don't get involved. Yep. Which he did not. Uh, Morrissey eventually defeated Willie Mack. And it's really, it really, how did really think about this? Because he's not in the title scene, but I think I've seen Willie Mack in a lot of the main events on Impact since I've started watching. Yeah, he's definitely been real solid for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know he's a former X Division champion, um, but I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen him in like a heavyweight title picture for a while. Maybe. So. Maybe he's the guy who beats Kenny. I mean, I wouldn't be upset about that. Willie Mack and Kenny Omega with Willie Mack defeating Kenny for the title? That's that's something. Uh, imagine that. Willie Mack, he already looks like a powerhouse. He already looks like a strong caricature. He has a personality. Now imagine you go through the whole Impact roster, and he's the only guy to defeat Kenny Omega for that title. <laughs> through the roof. The guy's going to have cred like no tomorrow. Right. Uh, but W. Morrissey, it's crazy. Watching him wrestle now and re- 
again, it's kind of like looking at Razor Ramon and Diesel when they went, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW. Yep. They were children's characters yep. over there. And then they go and now they're just themselves. I love what W. Morrissey has become. It's like you forget about, oh, cat, you know, Big Cass. You forget about, um, why can't I think of his name right now? Exactly. You see? <laughs> it fits. <Yeah>. But obviously, <laughs> you, you talk about that, so clearly you can teach that. You can teach that. <laughs> I love that when Scott DeMore said that this week. Oh, my. <sighs> so, so good. But we're going to quickly go through the Against All Odds card. Obviously, you guys have already, by the time this drops, you will have seen it. Uh, Katie Omega taking on Moose, Satoshi Kojima taking on Joe Doran, Deanna Perrazzo taking on Rosemary, Violent by Design taking on Decay, Rich Juan taking on Will Morris, William Morrissey, P. Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Dawson, Chris Bay, Rahit Raju, Fire and Flavor taking on Kimberly and Susan, Jordan Grace taking on Tennille Dashwood, and of course, Sammy Callahan, Tommy Greenwood taking on the Good Brothers. So, hopefully by the time this drops, hopefully it's a card worth talking about. We will get into the little logistics for the return show on two um, next week. Keep in mind, our shows will be dropping on Sunday until we get back into July. <sighs> that being said, the reason why we pushed our shows back, here we go, guys. Friday night, Dynamite time. <sighs> Kicking things off on Dynamite this week, we had Christian Cage taking on Helico. Phenomenal. Again, you guys, he's so good. You don't get to see the hybrid theory too often. And when you do, they just, perfect. And this was a match where you're watching, and Christian, again, he looks incredible. Yeah. You forget how old he is. <laughs> like, he just looks great. It's like, what do, why? 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 After the rumble spot, why? He is just going to... He doesn't even look like a... It, you don't want to sign all the old talent, but he definitely looks like somebody who just like hasn't aged in the ring. Yeah. Looks yeah. great. Yep. Even missing, what was it, seven years? He's still... He looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Um, mm -hmm. Still has incredible stamina in the ring. And he's telling great stories. And that's the whole point. If you're not telling a good story wrestling, why are you even there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then Matt Hardy gave him a twist of fate. I'm telling you, all out. We're getting Matt Hardy and Christian Cage one-on-one. -on -one. I can feel it. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be uh, good. Following that, we had a special announcement from Cody Rhodes. I might have missed this detail, if it was even a detail, but like, oh, we're going to debut in talent. And I'm like, okay. Cody comes out, and they're like, we're going to debut Brock. And I was just about to – I almost lost my fucking mind. They did it on purpose. I'm telling you, they had to have done that on purpose. Brock God Anderson, Arn Anderson's son. And I'm super excited. I mean, again, this could go one of two ways. He can either fall flat, or he can be – we will always go back to The Rock. You know, oh, he's, well, he's this and that, and then you're like, nobody cares about him, and then he – to the moon. He has his moment. It's true. I, 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 will, I will have one critique. Um, I'm glad that Brock decided to come dressed to the occasion. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, cut off shorts. Not cut off shorts, but like cargo shorts and 
Apollo, while Cody is in a complete tux, essentially, <laughs> a complete suit, and even Arn dressed, you know, as he should be as the coach. But it's like, come on, man, this is your first impression. You come out looking like a beach hobo. Like, stop it. Yeah, you. Dre- yeah, what, what what do we call that back uh, back in college? That's the my father's a lawyer um, attire. Yeah, the preppy attire. It's just like, come on. I well, don't know. Okay. It just it it immediately rubbed me the wrong way. And I mean, it's like whatever. Um, if he wrestles like his father, I'll be fine with it. Part of me also wonders if he's gonna be. If he'll turn on Cody. And join QT Marshall and the factory. Imagine that. Having Arn be on the other side of things. And have his son turn on Cody. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I, uh, like I said, I don't, this was a shock. This was one of those what's going on kind of deal. I didn't expect it. Um, I don't know if he's actually wrestled prior to this. I don't know if he's a factory, um, a product of the factory or you know I, I believe i believe he's a product of of whatever they're actually calling it yeah the factory nightmare factory whatever the hell it's called but i believe he is a he is a student from there um but that's yeah that's why i'm wondering what's going to happen um i think it'd be a nice swerve to have him turn on cody and join qt um, I think, especially if he does well, I think that'll give that group even more credibility and that it gives you that interesting dynamic of what's Arn going to do. So I don't know, just some more fantasy booking. Cause that's what we like to do lately. <laughs> oh man. Good fantasy booking. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens here. Uh, following that, we had a six man tag match bucks and Brandon Cutler taking on pack Pentel zero and Eddie Kingston. This is exactly what you expected. Um, it's funny. I'm sitting there with my buddy Rob, and he goes, he goes, Death Triangle. I'll call him Death Triangle, even though it's Kingston's involved. Uh, Death Triangle. He's like, yeah, they're going to win because they have Cutler, and Cutler's the guy who's going to take the pin. And I was like, yep. that makes sense. And then, booyah. Yep. Happened. Um, this was, fu- I mean, again, this was exactly what you expected. You got pretty much the heart and soul of what the tag team division was supposed to be yeah. or what you know Pac I don't think people realize they took Pac was a big investment he was one of the first signees yep. and unfortunately due to COVID we haven't seen him as much as we want to but now we're seeing more of him and people are seeing he's so fluid I was telling again I was talking to my friend and I was like in WWE, as Neville, he was known as the man that gravity forgot. And when yep. he watched the way he wrestles, he wrestles like his body is supposed to do that. Like right, that's a exactly. human reaction. Yep. It's incredible. And this match was great. But what I also loved about it, um, you know, Good Brothers came out. Now we have, the, and again, this might be dark. This might be being the elite. I don't know. It's tough to keep up with all the extra content. Frankie Kazarian coming out. And on his own. Yep. The elite hunter, I guess they're calling him, which I was like, all right, that, that fits. That fits real well. He, I think he, he, he's been with Christopher Daniels since they left, since he left Impact. Uh, what are we looking at now? Is it 2017? I think yeah, 2016, I mean, 2017. The, 
the story of how those two came together in Impact is another one of those really awesome story arcs. And then they have never split up really since they did Impact. They went to ROH and then they came to AEW. And now with what had happened, I think Daniel's done like completely. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen him since then. Yeah, so. he looked a little... In the last couple of matches he had, he looked great, but he looked stiff. He kind of looked like Kurt Angle did when he would wrestle. Mm, Definitely towards looks the end, like yeah. Just like years of just beating his body up. Yeah. I don't think he's leaving the company. He's obviously going to make a great trainer, a great supporter. Right. He's great on the mic, so if they want to use him as a manager for whatever yeah. reason. Which I do love the emphasis on managers in this company. Yes. It is, it is wonderful to see uh, at least somebody, some company using managers as a big deal um case in point like jade cargill i could give two shits about her beforehand and amazingly enough now that he's with smart mark sterling she's so much more interesting now i, I don't know i don't know what it is like it's just she it's, well, and that extra dynamic just makes it just makes her character more complete and now i'm like all right now i get it but with her, and I've, you and I have had this discussion before on the show, off the show, she has everything. She's just missing that it factor. She's missing something. Yep. And once the knob turns slightly to what she needs, yeah. Soft like there's everything. There's everything I like about her. I do like the attitude. I do like her. Oh, yeah, and the, the attitude's getting great. better. Um, she's not horrible on the mic. No, not at all. I, her, I would say her mic skills are probably her best skills right now. I mean, well, I haven't seen her wrestle enough to really be like, oh, okay, she's really good. You've seen her a few times, so obviously she's probably still training, which is which is fine. That's great. Um, but yeah, like it's just something never clicked with me, and now, but now when she's with Mark Sterling, it's just like, all right, I'm starting to get it now. So continue, give me more, more matches in the ring, make me a believer. That's that's the biggest thing with me. I just you need to make me believe what you are, like your character that you're trying to portray to me. Make me believe it. Do you know what would be ideal, and I think would push her over the top? Fantasy booking. Hear me out, Scott. Jade Cargill definitely has a start. I'm starting to feel this larger than life persona, you know, with her manager, with her personality. Um, they're really trying to push her over the top. Mm -hmm. Now, who has, who also has a larger than life personality who is untouchable right now? Who's untouchable? Who just like, that's what I'm getting at here, Scott. This could be a, and I will say mania, like main event. I just, thinking about it jade cargill and this is a build-up this isn't like a you know we're gonna do this in two weeks a one-off thing yeah build up jade cargill Britt baker okay like because you gotta remember they have they both have these attitudes like i am hot shit yeah now imagine that factor building up building up i'm better i'm better i'm better and neither of them letting up neat like could you imagine like like that was the thing when you think about like hogan and ultimate warrior yeah both of them and again they were both faces but they both had this larger than life attitude they both had you know 
the Warriors, you know, the Hulkamaniacs, you know, you yeah. just had this, you know, who was going to win? I don't know, because the building's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's or true. Macho Man and Hogan, you know, the building's going to explode if oh, they even yeah. touch, yeah. you know. And I think if you build up Britt and Jade Cargill, that could be what Jade needs, because those both two will not let up. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So imagine that. Next double or nothing, you get them for the title. Who wins? I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, that could be good. Because, you know, Britt's all about right now building her new era. And, you know, that's an interesting matchup. Do, do you see where I'm coming from? Yes, yes, I energy. do. Mm. The only thing is I think one of them needs to turn face for it to completely work. Because if they're both heels... I don't know. They'd be running through the same people. You would think one needs to run through all the heels, one needs to run through all the faces, and then you have that mega matchup at the end. Yeah, but also... And I think think with Britt, Britt slowly turning face because now she seems to be in the middle of something with Nyla Rose, and obviously Nyla's a heel. So if that's the way you want to go, I think that's great. Have have Britt turn face become what she says that she already is the best in the women's the face of the women's division let her run wild with that title like she did for a year and then here comes here comes jade mm-hmm. and then bang yeah i agree i think that would be a great thing for um for double or nothing next year what a build that would be too you do it now and you do it so subtle Every yeah, summer. exactly. Slowly, slowly, slowly work your way up. Because I think what Jade's only had like what five matches, I something think. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, just yeah, let her start. Let her start growing. Let her start going up. Oh man. So speaking about buildups, uh, we also now had the Pinnacle respond after Stadium Stampede. Great, <laughs> great promos by everybody here. Got, I think it got a little weird, and maybe it was part of the character when Sean Spears kept going off, and then Tully had to pull him to the side. But I think yeah. that might be part of the character where he just yeah. goes off and loses yep. it. Yep. It looked a little awkward, but everyone everyone here, here is, like, ready to go. And I, interestingly enough, both Sean Spears and MJF acknowledged Sammy. Yes. Yes. Um, I actually really enjoyed um, Sean Spears' reaction and how he did he got and how upset he was. Um, because if you go back to the stuff before the stadium stampede, Sean Spears had that some men are just born to be buried. And if you look at his entire career outside of part of NXT, he's been buried his entire career. So I think mentally he's losing it. And I think Tully is trying to make sure he stays a little more grounded, but I want to see a psycho Sean Spears. I think that would be absolutely insane. It might be the psycho, best run of his career. The psycho Sean Spears. Think of that. Yeah, I, it could be. It could be the, you know, the moment of his career, and let him, you know, make him go into better places. I could easily see him being absolutely crazy, getting kicked out of the pinnacle at some point, and just going ape shit, and then winning titles and going from there. You never know. I don't know. We, you know, it's it's kind of endless at this point, like the possibilities. Um, I've always loved Sean Spears' character, going back to being Ty Dillinger, the coming out of the Rumble, the 10th spot, the crowd just goes insane. It's just, you know, 
he's always had a great job of connecting with the crowd in one way or the other, either being as a mega face or an asshole heel. He's done a great job both time, both ways. The fact that he had people long after his tenure as Ty Dillinger counting 10 during every 10 count for every digit yes. should show not a lot of people do that. Nope. Not a lot of people have that power. You know, not a lot of people get their what moments. Exactly. You know, so I think yep. it says a lot about him. And I think, obviously, I think he has a he, – he could be a champion. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a shame that he hasn't been already. At least, at least I would say, um, you know, a TNT title. Or at least, like, I don't believe he won anything in NXT either, which, again, was a crime. But it's just that man has so much talent. And he does such a wonderful job delivering it on television that somebody just needs to give him that one moment, that one moment to shine and see where he goes with it. And I have a feeling that if he does ever win a title, he'll hold it for a long time. Yes. No, I'm the pinnacle. I know that even though they've lost, they, they haven't stopped their, their momentum hasn't, I don't think stopped. Not really, no. It's uh, it's also nice to see that, you know, even though there really wasn't a fight last, you know, on on <laughs> on Dynamite, the uh, the way that the, the inner circle, yeah, oh my god, the way they demolished that limo, <laughs> that was I um, was entertaining. I know some obviously some people like to complain, they're like, oh, you stop stealing ideas from WWE back in the late nineties. Like I get it, but when's the last time we've seen a limo get destroyed by somebody? It's been a hot minute. So it's not like it's being done every couple of weeks. It's fine. It's comical. It's 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 nice to see that we still have this whole gang warfare thing going. I know I I was kind of over it a few weeks ago, but after last night, I'm like, all right, this is this is good. We'll see where this goes. And we have that match now with Wardlow and Jake Hager in the MMA uh, match next week has been confirmed. So that should be interesting. I'm mm-hmm. not really an MMA guy personally, but it'll be interesting to see how they pull this off in the octagon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, especially with Wardlow, who I think, too, has the opportunity to be a big town. Ta- he has, like I think I told you, he has that ruthless aggression look, like when Batista came in and Orton came in and Cena came. Like, he just looks like he's he's there to kill. Yeah. Uh, following that, we did have the TNT, t- the TNT title between Miro and Evil Uno. This a- was so good. Match. Like pulling at the heartstrings with with uh, um, Dark Order out there, negative one, and it's just like I love Evil Uno. I always have. Um, it's just I knew Miro was gonna win because Miro right now is white, white hot, and he's not losing that title for a long time. But it's like you wanted it so bad, but. Uh, Miro, just too much. Just too much. No, it was... It was this, is, this is why I love this title. And unfortunately, not everyone's going to be able to hold the title. But you got to see these really cool matchups that you probably wouldn't see in any other scenario. Um, again, like we've talked about, the Dark Order, uh, supposed to be heels, and now they're not. 
They're just not. It's just you can't look at them and not be like, especially when, again. I will always go back to when they first showed up, mm-hmm. when Evil Uno was actually like the head of this group. Yep. <sighs> it was so good. And interestingly enough, I found out the reason why Negative One has not been on TV is because he hadn't been doing his homework. Ah, oh, well, get man. So you gotta do your homework. <laughs> you gotta do your homework. See, even the Dark Order understands good parenting. It's true. It's true. Join the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> Following that, um, we did have Kenny Omega's message to Jungle Boy. I kind of walked away during this one. This this was good. Um, uh, it's funny because Kenny's like breaking the fourth wall, talking about, well, you know, as champion, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to build up Jungle Boy as some type of threat and whatnot, and. Obviously, he's doing it in a condescending way, but in the same breath, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing as a heel champion. Um, talking about how he's the god of, uh, well, obviously, god of wrestling and of on the promo, and just said a thousand different things. Jungle Boy comes out, gets in the ring, crowd's going insane, singing this song, and you know, Kenny's just laying into him. And he's like, what do you have to say for yourself? Jungle Boy, he just takes the mic from Kenny, holds it up to him. You talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny then tries to swing at him, turns into a brawl. And I'm just like, yes, this is great. Oh, man. And that'll be on their title matches on the Saturday night edition of um, Dynamite, which is the 26th, I believe. So that'll be a a nice late night for us recording right after that show ends. Yeah. Will it will? We also have uh, we had Lance Archer in action, kind of squash. Um, it, it, men does not get paid by the hour. He came in, no. beat the shit out of that out of whoever the hell that guy was. I didn't even catch the name. He went by so fast, pins him, and literally just leaves. I love how <laughs> I love how Jake's just like, here you go, <laughs> keep but, walking. Going right into that, we did have a quick Scorpio Sky Ethan Page problem, which led into Darby and Sting talking. And a little tension between the two. Darby's saying he's going to take them on one-on-one, but he wants Sting to stay home. But he was a little aggressive about it. Yeah, I mean, I understand where Sting's coming from because Darby really doesn't have anything to prove to Scorpio or Ethan Page, but Darby wants to go at it alone, so it's going to be a handicap match. So... I, I, long game. That's all I'm thinking. Long game. Something yeah, tough. exactly. But I kind of can't see Darby winning that because you don't want to kill off. Not really kill off. Well, yeah, you, you don't want to kill off the momentum of Scorpio and Ethan Page, who well, just been on perhaps. television. Yeah, I hope not, though, because their whole gimmick of being the men of the year, I you like know, that. No, but no, but imagine. Uh, and I'm again fantasy booking. Imagine they win over Darby. You know, haha, you needed Sting to help beat us. Right. We're this and that and da 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 da. It's going to drive Darby up a wall. Oh, yeah, of course it will. It's going to drive him up a wall. It might push him to levels where we haven't seen Darby go before. There you go, gets boosted. Darby swirls into madness. Now, whether Sting hangs around or then him and Stig feud at some point, who knows? 
I can honestly see that's where it would go. The Darby would be so upset at the fact that he couldn't do it. Like, I would think like this wouldn't be the only time. Darby would try again and again and again, maybe the one-on-ones or maybe more handicap matches, try to win, and he can never do it. But whenever he's with Sting, they'll win. But Sting has to be the one to get the pin for mm-hmm. it to actually continue to work. And this will cause Darby to snap and turn on Sting, and then we get Sting and Darby. We need to do a fantasy booking show, Scott. Really you do. and I. <clears throat> Speaking about fantasy booking and things that should happen, we got Nyla Rose taking on Leela Hirsch. I don't know when the last time we saw her on Dynamite. Hirsch. But let me tell you, uh, even though Rose won this, there were definitely times I was like, she's going to beat her. I, gonna- I was I was really hoping. So to, to, to go off on a little bit of a tangent here for, for just, just a moment, if you'll, if you'll allow me to do so. You want to talk about people who also, for me, don't click Nyla Rose. I don't know what it is. I just can't get behind even even disliking her as a heel. It's just something's missing. And it just, every time she's out there, I'm just like... Is it like a Tamina Nia Jax thing? Not even so much... Um, Tamina, but Nia Jax, yes, would also fall into that role for me. I just I can't get behind them. They're just, they're not they're not clicking with me. And, like, with their matches come on, I'm just like, alright, how long until the next match comes? And I hate feeling like that, but that's just how it is. Just for some reason, I just can't get behind the, either one of them, on either side. But with this match, I, I have been a fan of you know Lita beforehand so I'm just like all right this should be great a nice showcase against a much larger opponent I love that her and Vicky have been going back and forth on Twitter about <laughs> about Lita's height Vicky comes out with the step stool and I'm just like son of a bitch <laughs> like how dare you who cares if she's short but... no yeah Lila, Lila was good she I mean she looked legit as her nickname was supposed to impose at one point, no pun intended. I want to see more of her. I want to see her on the main roster. I want to see her in the title. I want to see her take on Britt Baker. I want to see her take on Thunder Rosa when she comes back at some point. I want to see her take on Red Velvet. There's a lot of Ty Conti. Yes. You know, I want to see all of that. Make it happen. Book it. Following that, we had our main event. Uh, Hangman Page and Preston Vance taking on Team Taz. Two things here. First and foremost, I had realized, and might have been my state of mind at that point, I had realized that Preston Vance's mask has, I was like, that's such a weird mask. And I'm staring at it. I'm like, that looks like a one and a zero. That's 10. I'm like, that's a 10. I'm like, yo, that is wild. <laughs> I mean, it's really not. But at that point, I was just like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> Secondly, with the crowds coming back, you forget the star power that Hangman Page has. That pop. Oh, it's, it, it makes me so happy. He um, has everything. Yes. He's the title for that run. He is going to be the... Fi- I could see him dethroning Kenny, too. Another he, one. I believe he will be the man that dethrones Kenny Omega in AEW. He has to be at this point. It's just... Ever since the crowd has come back, I've listened, and he has received the largest pops... Out of everybody. 
And it's just... I really honestly can see him doing it. I don't know when, maybe... I don't know when they're going to put him from being kind of like a, a tag thing with Dark Order to pushing him to the moon and having him go after Kenny. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do, how they'll get there, but having that one-on-one match again between the two of them is going to be a highlight of a pay-per-view and the crowning of of Adam Page. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to I already feel like okay, so and it fits his character because you know he's you know supposed to be I don't I mean he's not a cowboy but kind of implied. Right. That he is, you know, he's like the stranger that came to town with the Dark Order, and he's working with them. But he's not a member of the Dark Order, but they're buddies. Yeah. And when he, you know, the day comes when he gets the title, he might ride off into the sunset. Or when he, you know, uh, bigger, uh, so much going on here. Obviously, Taz, Team Taz, no less of an, you know, impressive. Yeah, but (laughs) how much longer are they going to be together? Not not too much longer. I, I could see, and again, this is a very liberal time frame. All Out is the latest. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very liberal. You got three months, but I'll give that time frame. That being said, great episode across the board this week. I mean, every, every show really hit, hit all those buttons this week. It was, it was a good week of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've kind of officially, uh, I'll just mention it, um, Fighter Fest, another two-week uh, two thing at Dynamite. Yes, I believe and it's... Fight for the Fall, and after that. Yes, all, yes. You're getting all three. It's nice. I uh, just want to make sure, oh, they don't have the dates on them yet. Uh, I believe they said it on Dynamite. I think the, the 7th is night one of um... Fighter Fest. Yes, and then the following week will be night two, and then yep. the week after that is Fight for the Fallen. Okay. So they're, they're just going right after, which I think is great. Yep, okay, no, that's great. Uh, I found, I was looking, obviously, on the most resourceful website of all, Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much three weeks in a row. Special episodes of Dynamite. Looking forward to all of that. But quickly, we're going to go through this right now. NXT TakeOver in your house is this weekend. <sighs> We're just going to go through our picks. We're not going to go anything crazy. We're not going to make too many explanations. So let's get right into it. Um, I'll give you mine. And then you can give me yours. All right. Um, I'm going to go down the line uh, for the winner-take-all match. This one might be the most difficult one, but I think I'll go with... Uh, Bronson Reed and MSK retaining. Okay. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is going to retain. Zia Lee is going to retain. Um, no, there's no. That's not a title match. Everything, but that's a title match. Zia Lee is going to win because they've been pushing her to the moon. LA Knight becomes the new million dollar champion, only because it'll drive Cameron Grimes up a wall, and I want more months of him going. Damn you, Daddy! I say. <laughs> and of course. Carrying Cross retains. I don't think there's any title changes going on. Wow, a nice, a nice, uh, clean sweep for the champs. Okay, all right, all right. Well, we're gonna have some uh, some arguments today <laughs> for, oh. for Sunday. Um, I think Legato 
is going to take uh, all the titles. Uh, I do believe that Raquel will retain. Um, I do agree with you that I believe Isaiah will win her match. I'm going to pick Cameron Grimes because the whole thing with Cameron and um, Ted DiBiase has been a joy to watch. And while I do want it to continue, I think it's time for Cameron to win some title at this point. So I think that he will become the new Million Dollar Champion and continue on the legacy of Million Dollar Man. And then the sky's the limit for those two after that. As for the title match, I do agree with you as well. I think Carrion will take this. And this is where, if rumors are true, I hope to dear God that at the end of the night, after Cross wins that title, that we hear that old familiar sound of Samoa Joe's theme song. And the show ends with Samoa Joe and Carrying Cross face-to-face, nose-to-nose in the middle of that ring. If that happens, Sam, I'm telling you, I'm going to call you and just scream into the phone. Maybe they did that. I mean, they did, remember, Drake Maverick. I know. They released him. He was actually, I, I remember reading up on that. He was actually released, but his video was so moving that the management were just like, oh, shit. I think we made a mistake here. And they brought him back. That's why you can't, as much as he's kind of been like, they've been kind of like a funny tag team. Guy, guy has, guy's worth money. Yeah. Drake Maverick, um, whatever his name was, what was his name over an impact there? Uh, uh, Rockstar Spud. Spud. Rockstar Spud, yep. Yeah, guy's worth money. And if Samoa Joe did that, that's how you get a pop. Oh my god, the crowd would go absolutely batshit crazy! A whole five of them in there. (laughs) Well, I I will say, during the pay-per-views, they actually bring everybody back in. Like, they fill in that other other side that's normally completely empty. They fill that with fans. So you'll get at least another couple hundred people in there tonight. Or Sunday night. So it'll be... It'll be fun. I'm excited for this weekend. Lots of great wrestling coming up. Um... And and it doesn't uh, stop, Scott. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's so good. So, so good. Guys, thank you for listening. We can't wait to talk to you guys next week. And as always, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as the SOB official and Scott as Scotty J Streamer on all streaming platforms, including Pandora. If there's one that you cannot find us on, please let us know, and we will put ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Tell people why Above the Ring and Bedlam Media is the podcast that you want to listen to and why they should listen to it as well. Guys, as always, thank you very much for listening to Above the Ring. I'm Sam. That's Scott. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? 
Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.